0: And how'd you like to have been on that airplane? Ah, yeah. And it's funny, because everybody didn't know what was happening. It might might have affected what they asked for. But uh, a whole baggage claim area full of presents instead of luggage. Well, I I have seen a lot of baggage claim areas without luggage, but uh, not necessarily the presents. And uh, what what a Christmas surprise, even underwear and socks, right? Um, but for the people on that plane, I'm sure the present that they received that day uh, would certainly be remembered for the rest of their lives as one of the best presents ever. Uh, whether it was the greatest present in and of itself, just the way it all took place, the best present ever. You know, presents are such a big deal at Christmas, and now is we're only a couple of days away, right? There's that anticipation and excitement, especially with younger children and some of us older ones too, right? Um, and, and the presence will be there. Um, and you think about what we've been through to get there. Black Friday, right? Cyber Monday. Who would ever have thought that would be a thing? But it is and and this year, the first time I ever heard of it, Green Monday. are you familiar with that? Green Monday officially is the second Monday of the mon uh, second Monday of december, and it 's been said that they call it Green Monday because it 's the same color as money that 's exactly right that 's what it 's uh, that's what they say anyway, is the American dollar. And uh, all of this, of course, is about presents, right? That's, that's what's there. And on this last Sunday before Christmas, I want to look at the Christmas story from a passage that is usually not considered part of the Christmas story in the Bible. But it is a passage that reminds us that Christmas is all about the best present ever, the best present ever. So please open your Bibles with me, please, to John chapter 1. Now, if you're with us as a guest and you don't have a Bible, would like to follow along underneath the chair in front of you, pretty close in hand, there should be a Bible, and you can pick that up, page 739 in that Bible, page 739. 739. And uh, we're going to look at some of these verses here in John chapter 1, and uh, I'm going to read for you um, the text that we're going to take a look at and uh, and walk through as we um, talk about the best present ever given. So John chapter 1, and starting at verse 1, if you just want to follow as I read, we'll also have the verses on the screen for you. Uh, So that you can pick it up there. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness And the darkness has not overcome it. And then down to verse 9. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, you may be familiar with those verses. Uh, you may have read through and studied that text from John chapter 1. I'm, I'm sure there are times, for those of you who have been in church for a lot of years, that you've heard that text, but probably not in a Christmas setting. Because when we're looking at the Christmas story, we usually go to either Matthew chapter 1 and 2 Or we go to Luke chapter 2 and even the chapters before that that set us all up. But here we're going to take a look at John chapter 1 because Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. And that makes Christmas all about the best present ever given. Now, I don't know if you could think back to the best present you thought you'd ever received. ...on Christmas, or maybe it was your birthday, I'm not going to put you through because you might say, oh, too many to remember... ...because of the land in which we live. Yes, that's probably true. But as we think about that this morning, the best present ever given happened as a result of Christmas morning. Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. And I want you to know three truths. We may only get to two of them this morning that show us why Christmas is all about the best present ever given. So let me look at the first one with you. Christmas is all about the best present ever because Jesus is God with us. Because that present is God with us. Now, look at verse 1. Look back as we read. In the beginning, yes, that's the same beginning as we would have in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. In the beginning, there it is, the same time of creation, was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. The Word was God, we're told there at the end of verse 1. The Word was... But who is this Word? Verses 1 and 2. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Okay, the Word was God. But, but that doesn't tell us just by itself who the Word really was. Well, let's scroll down to verse 14. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So there are some hints there. The Word was God, but more of a a definition than that is needed. The Word became flesh, verse 14 says. Well, we have an idea. Christmas, are you thinking about Jesus, the Son of God, God becoming flesh, God being born as a baby, as Jesus, as a human being. So ultimately, he could take our place at the cross. We've talked about that in our series. But the word, notice he continues on, we have seen his glory, the glory of the word that became flesh and made his dwelling lived among the people. And then it says, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father. Who's the son that came from the Father, that came from God the Father? That would make him the son of God. That would make the word, verse 1, chapter 1, John, Jesus. Jesus is the word. The word is there. Jesus became flesh, verse 14. He became a man. He was born on that what we would call today Christmas morning. They had no idea at that time Mary and Joseph or the shepherds or the wise men a little later on, a few years probably, but they did not know what was happening at that point other than that a promise was being fulfilled for the birth of Jesus, the Messiah. Matthew chapter 1, this is what else we know about Jesus. This is part of the Christmas story In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, the angel is speaking to Joseph, and he says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. You see, it's all tying together here with John chapter one We'll give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. You just, we just sang a song, Emmanuel. That word Emmanuel means God with us. The angel declared to Joseph that they were to name that Son Jesus, because he would save his people from their sins, but also that he would be called Emmanuel, which means "God with us." Now that's one of those words that one of the names, it's not used really regularly for Jesus, but it is a word that we hear a lot at Christmas time. God with us but it's a name I fear that we just kind of skip over we read that and we know that Emmanuel is God with us and and just yeah okay that's great and so there we have it but I want you to think about God with us that's why Jesus came to this earth so that he could be with us does that mean anything to you this morning? I trust it does. God with us. People, let that sink in. God with us. Now you say, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I know. God, like that. I'm not sure I would say that He's with me. Well, we're going to continue on. Well, at, that's at the birth. The angel declared at the birth of Jesus to Joseph that, that he would be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Well, Jesus, at the end of his life, after he had died, was buried, and rose again, he, he met with the disciples. And he declared to them, he himself said, therefore you are to go, he commissioned them to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always. What's that? God with us. So what's the big deal? Why would he say that? What, Jesus commissioned them. He said, go make disciples. Baptize them. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And understand this. I will be with you always. Man. You see, folks, that's our commission. That's the mission of Heritage Baptist Church, to make more people more like Jesus, to go and make disciples of all nations, to make more people more like Jesus. How do we do that? How can we do that? Because we have God with us. If you know Jesus Christ this morning, and I'll get into that in just a bit. You have the power of God. That's why Jesus said when he gave the disciples that job, and it wasn't just the 12, it was all believers at that time who were gathered together, and we believe it transferred right on into the church, and it was to the church that we are to go and make disciples. We are to baptize those who become disciples and followers of Jesus, and then we are to teach them to obey all that God has commanded. That's, that's quite a task. How do we do that? Because we have God with us. Does that make sense? You see, we're not on our own. We're not here. We just don't come to know God by faith in Jesus Christ and then, no, that's our task. That's the commission we've been given and we're left all alone. No, we're not left alone. Jesus said, I will be with you always. You know, the presence of God was a powerful thing throughout the teaching of the Bible. In the Old Testament, back when Moses had finished his leadership of the nation of Israel, and God had chosen a new leader by the name of Joshua, Joshua had some big shoes to fill. Scott was talking about having to keep up with these little kids up here, right? He felt like he had some little shoes to fill, right? But, uh, but, but because of uh, how much they're loved, you, you follow. Well, talk about shoes to fill. Moses had been the greatest leader Israel had ever known. In fact, you can read the end of Deuteronomy and find out how God thought about, about Moses. But he chose Joshua to take his place, and Joshua was concerned. I guess we could say scared, afraid. And God said to him in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5, he said, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life because as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. What's that? God with us. God promised Joshua that as he was to take over the leadership of the nation of Israel, to step into Moses' shoes, he said, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life because I will never leave you nor forsake you. God with us. He went on down to verse 9. And God said, have not I commanded you, be strong and courageous. We hear that sometimes in, the, in our walk with God as believers. But, but sometimes we, we think they're only words because sometimes life is fearful. Life is full of fear. Life is full of the unknown. Life seems to be at times getting darker and darker. And yet the promise is God is with us it's like the little kid during the thunderstorm in the middle of the night that runs into mom and dad's bedroom and jumps in bed why because of the presence of mom and dad they wants to be there where there's security and strength and 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 care and safety and all of that (coughs) god with us is the same for you and i be strong and courageous Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now that was an individual promise to Joshua. And and God made those promises in the Old Testament on more of an individual basis. But for you and I today as part of the church, for those who know Jesus Christ, for those who have received the best present ever, we have the universal promise as believers, as followers of Jesus, that God is with us. He will be with us always. He will never leave us or forsake us. That has to do with everyone who knows Jesus Christ today. That means if you know Jesus, you are considered part of the church that the Bible talks about in the New Testament. God with us. That's how we do what God has called us to do. And see, One of the things, have you ever heard people pray, Lord, be with so and so? Maybe I'm praying with somebody or you're praying with somebody and, and Lord, be with Jane. She needs you, Lord. She's my wife, right? Lord, be with Jane. We don't have to pray that way. The Lord is already with Jane because she's a believer. She's a follower of Jesus. She put her faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And if you are here today and you have trusted Jesus Christ to forgive your sin and to save you and to change your life, you don't have to say, Lord, be with me today. I have a a big, big project at work. Or students, you don't have to say, Lord, be with me today. I've got finals or I've got a project due. We don't have to say whatever it may be. Lord, be with me today. No. If you know Jesus, he is with you already. What you need to be praying is, God, would you show yourself strong on Jane's behalf? She needs strength today. God, she needs the power of your presence in her life. She needs for, your direction, for you to direct her today in all that she does. And as we learn to pray for one another, it's not God be with them. It's God, show yourself strong in their life. Allow them to use your power and your strength. Direct them. Help them to walk close to you. Help them as they face darkness to overcome that because that's what light does, and we'll get there in just a minute. God with us he is if you know jesus today his presence makes the difference in your life the presence of god has changed your life if you know jesus god is with you and you're different and you're different what a present What a Christmas present, the best present ever, God with us. Secondly, Christmas is all about the best present ever because Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. Look back in John chapter 1 to verses 4 and 5. Back to John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. This is what we read. John said, in Him, in the Word, in Jesus. Jesus was God. So in Jesus, the Son of God, was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The light of Jesus, the light of God... Has shined in this world. David preached last week on the light of the world. That's one of those things that's hard to get your head around because the Bible tells us, and and, and let's just look at it here in John chapter 8 and verse 12, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. David pointed that out to us last week. Jesus claimed to be the light of the world. He would shine in darkness. He would overcome darkness. Darkness could not overcome the light of Jesus. But what we found in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16 is not only was Jesus declared himself to be the light of the world, but he said to those who were followers of Jesus, he said, you are also the light of the world. How could that be? Because when we come to know Jesus... He comes into our lives. Do you remember? God with us. So, so the light of the world is in us. God with us. When he is in us, then that light shines through us so that we also are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. Those of us who know Jesus have a lot of shining to do. Right? But it's so interesting. David, you really stirred my heart. I was taking all kinds of notes. I wrote down everything you said, but I couldn't stop writing. Because as I thought about all of that, that is, it's, you know, the hide it under a bushel. Remember that song that the kids used to sing all the time in Sunny? Hide it under a bushel. Yeah, no. I'm going to let it shine. Listen. We don't have to do work for the light to shine because God is with us. He is in us when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It just shines. The only way that it doesn't is when we, what? Hide it, cover it up, put it under a bushel, Live our lives in such a way that nobody can see the light. You say that can happen. That's what sin does. That's what sin does. It kind of puts the bushel over our lives and it keeps the light of the world within us from being seen. Because of our sin, we need to let your light shine. That's what what we heard last week. Well, that's the thing. That's part, part of the Christmas present to us. That's what makes it the best present ever because we've been given the light of the world so that that light can shine through us. And the only thing we have to do is make sure that we follow Jesus. Well, Jesus says that right here. Let's look at the rest of verse 12. John chapter 8 and verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. And what's the practical outcome of having the light of the world within us? That we don't have to walk in darkness. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. See, that's believe and obey. Whoever follows me Whoever gives himself completely to Jesus, who believes what Jesus has said, that we are sinners, we're born that way, and there's nothing that we in and of ourselves can do to take care of that sin. But when we believe that Jesus died on the cross, he took our place, died for our sins, we can be forgiven and the light of God, the light of the world comes within us And we shine. And what's it say? As we follow him, we will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. That's salvation. That's what Jesus is talking about. He's talking simply about the change that takes place in the life of an individual who believes on the Lord Jesus Christ alone for forgiveness of sin and the strength and power to live life for God, to just let the light shine. Wow. That's an amazing gift. That's an amazing gift, isn't it? God with us, the light of the world, that all we have to do is follow him give our lives completely and as we follow him we will never walk in darkness now i don't want to oversimplify and i don't want to make it sound easier than it is but folks are letting our light shine is about following jesus because when we follow jesus We're not pursuing the darkness of sin that this world is full of. And so that light can shine. But as I said earlier, it is the darkness of sin that will cover the light in your life and in my life. We let that light shine. So let's move right on down because I wanna wrap this up here. Verse 9, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, though the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. Jesus made the world. He created the world. Jesus is the creator. Say, how do you know that? Well, because in the beginning was the word, Jesus. The word was with God, Jesus. Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. He created the world. There you have it. So we look down. as Verse 11, he came to that which is own, but his own did not receive him. He came to this earth that he had created, his own, his own people, the Jewish nation. Jesus was born a Jew as a Jewish man. He came to his own people, the Jews. And what happened? They rejected him. The text we're reading says they did not recognize Him. They didn't know Him. They didn't begin any kind of relationship with Him. They didn't receive Him as the Messiah, as the Savior from sin, as the one who could make them right with God, take away their sin, and allow His light to shine in their lives. They, they, They rejected that. But, verse 12, to all who did receive him, to those who did receive Jesus, how did that happen? How did they receive? To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. There it is. You see, that's what makes the present even better. Because if we receive the gift, we can become children of God. That means we can have God with us. That means the light of the world can come into our lives and shine through us in this dark world. And guess what? The promise is we can't lose. Because the darkness cannot overcome the light. The light of God in our lives. So my question to you as we wrap this up, have you received the best present ever? Wednesday morning, now I know everybody does it differently in Christmas morning. Some of you do it Christmas Eve and due to family, some of you won't do it till the weekend. And well, whenever you have presents there, somebody, I, I would guess that you'll have a present there under the tree or wherever you do that with your name on it. And you can look at that and that present can, can look like, wow, it's just what I asked for. It can look beautiful. It's all wrapped up with bows and ribbons or whatever, real colorful, shiny paper. And it looks great and you can be in awe over that present. But if you, and it's got your name on it, not anybody else's, just your name on it. But if you don't receive that gift, if you don't take that gift and open it, it will never be yours. Jesus is that gift that God so loved the world. He loved us so much that he sent Jesus. He gave his one and only son, Jesus. That whoever believes, that's what John says here too in in verse 12. To, those, to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, to those who believe that Jesus died in our place for our sins, to all who believe they will not perish but have everlasting life. Sin forgiven, taken away, removed, we're no longer under the wrath of god but forgiven and you must receive that gift now someone's get hung up here well how do we take that gift well it is believed by faith if you can imagine a patient in the icu intensive care dying and whatever's going on they haven't figured it out doctor comes in figures it out and says listen i've figured out what's wrong with you and i i have this medicine right here that i am convinced if you will take this medicine you will be healed if you don't take this medicine you're probably going to die but if you take this medicine you will be healed now it's one thing to say okay i know that medicine can heal me Okay, thanks, Doc. I appreciate that. But if that patient never takes the medicine, that patient will die. And folks, today, the way we believe is we take the medicine. We believe that Jesus died in our place. He forgave our sin. He shed his blood that washed away our sin. But you must believe that Jesus and Jesus alone can forgive you and me and save us. That's believes in his name. And when you believe, the gift is yours. When you take that gift and open by faith, Father, I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus died to pay for my sin. Will you forgive me and save me? Jesus died in your place for your sin. And that's what makes the greatest Christmas gift ever. The birth of Jesus Christ. And for you and I who know him, wow. We're reaping the benefits of that present, that gift. God with us the light of the world where we can shine in this world for all to see our good works and point people to our Father in heaven. That's it. What a gift. If you don't know Jesus today, take the gift, believe. Father, Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that we can celebrate the birth of Jesus this Christmas season. And God, in the midst of all the family and friends and fun and presents and all the rest of it, the decoration. Just the the joy of the season. God, don't let us miss what Christmas is all about. The birth of Jesus who came to this earth to die in our place, to forgive our sin, and to come into our lives and change us and make us whole again and right before God. Oh, I pray that if there's any here today who don't know Jesus, they'd receive that gift and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sin. Father, for those of us who know Jesus, thank you for that gift. Thank you that you're promised to be with us and to shine your light in us. Help us, God, to let our light shine so that others see God and turn to him as well. For it's in Christ's name I pray, amen.